You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God. I'm so glad that you've joined with me today. Today we're going to continue from a message that I I shared on uh, our last podcast about silencing the inner critic. And I am excited to get into this message, but I want to give you just a quick review because I think it's important for us to really understand the dynamics of dealing with the inner inner critic. And we started out in Romans 3 where the Word of God admonishes us to think of ourselves soberly. And that same scripture we hear often where it's talking about don't think of yourself highly than you ought. But then part B says, but think of yourself soberly, which is balanced according to the word of God, which means we don't want to think less of ourselves and we don't want to think higher than ourselves. We want to think according to the standard that the word of God gives gives us. Amen. And we learned about this inner critic about what it does to us. Oh my goodness. The negative self-talk is one of the key marks of that inner critic that, that induces these negative thoughts about ourselves, even about others. Um, you know, and so it's always condemning. It's always criticizing. It's, it's, it's critical. It connects itself to a negative attitude, um, and to a critical spirit. And that critical spirit deals with condemning and tearing down and destroying. And that critical spirit is a, is, is a, um, is an attitude of the heart. And, um, and so we have to deal with that. If, if, if that's something that, that, um, we've been allowing, uh, to be dominant in our life is that inner critic. And so that inner critic, it says things like, I'm, I'm too skinny. I'm too fat. I'm, I'm not good enough. Uh, I'll never measure up. I'll never make it to that. I'll never succeed. I fail every time. Oh, if you, if you get me involved in it, it's going to fail. You know, so we say these things that kind of, you know, just really tears at our self-esteem and we're thinking, oh, it's helping us to get over the, the awkwardness or the, un, you know, the, the negative ways of dealing with it, whatever, but no, it's working against us. And I talked about how really when we allow that inner critic to be dominant in our lives, what we're doing is we're taking sides with the enemy. We have become the enemy's ally and we don't want to do that. We don't want to, 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 to help him defeat us. You know, so the enemy doesn't need any help, you know, and so and so um, so we don't want to become our own worst enemy. Uh, and and I, I talked about also how it, you know, God has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. He's, he's given us the victory. It's already sealed. It's already done. Now, all we have to do is agree with it and flow in it. But when we allow the inner critic to to be on board and we yield to the inner critic, then it 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 self-destructs our victory that has been set up for our lives. And so we're, you know, we're not perfect beings. We'll never be perfect, but it's nothing wrong with reaching for uh being perfected every day. But what the enemy wants us to do, do connected to that critical spirit, connected to that inner critic, is to be driving to to a perfection that cannot be attained, to be driven by that so that we can't uh, acknowledge accomplishments. We can't acknowledge our victories. We can't um, uh, 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 be encouraged by the things that we have already attained, which connects to not being grateful, 
in gratitude, you know, because when you're able to recognize what has been done, then you're able to 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 give thanks to God because he's the one that caused you to be blessed. Uh, he's the one that gave the activity of your limbs, the faculty of your mind to be right, to be able to accomplish whatever we accomplish. But with that critical spirit, it will totally ride right over being grateful for what God has done for us and what God can do through us because it's so focused in on the negative. And so it will cause us to be inoperative. It will cause us to, to keep from moving forward in our faith. And um, so it works against our faith. And so it brings guilt, condemnation. It sabotages our victory that has been sealed in Christ Jesus. And so it, Fear, worry, doubt, all those things come in. Discouragement, discontentment, comparison, jealousy. It brings a whole boatload of mess along with it. And so we don't want to just allow the inner critic to, to, to just, just yab and, and, and just, you know, yip, yip about any and everything. We have to, as a discipline, really it's a self-discipline to be able to shut down the inner critic, or as we say with the title, to silence our inner critic. So as I promised, I will share with you today some of the key points that I know for my own self has helped me to put the, the inner critic in its place, okay? And to keep it from being that dominant voice that drives me, okay? And so, um, you know, one of the biggest things is that you have to recognize what's been going on. And so, um, and so you have to, to stop it. You got to recognize this is not okay to just any thought that comes to your mind that's negative, that it's not okay to allow those thoughts to keep rambling on. You know, it's, you know, it's connected to that negative attitude. So it's not okay to be in the midst of something that's joyous and, and wonderful. And you just blurt out, or you're thinking these negative thoughts about yourself or even about other people. It's not okay. So first step is stop it. Okay. Stop the inner critic, get, get a resolve in your spirit that you're not going to allow the inner critic to run rampant in your life any longer. You have control of that. I don't care how bad it may be or how much you've been, you know, dealing with, you know, just allowing negative and bad attitudes to drive you. You can shut it down. Why? Because you have the power of the living God on the inside of you. And there is nothing harder, greater, stronger than the power of God that he's given us. Amen. And so you got to recognize that. So in first Peter one, three in the Amplified, it says, so brace up your minds. Okay. So that's where that inner critic is, is in your mind. And then it goes on to say, be sober. There's that word again, which means circumspect. That means check it check yourself out all the time, morally alert, be on the alert all the time of what's going on in your mind. Okay. And so then it says, set your hope holy and unchangeably on the grace, divine favor that is coming to you when Jesus Christ, the Messiah is revealed. And we'll talk a little bit about that grace in a, in a while, but, 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 the, but what you got to realize is you got to stop, brace yourself, get yourself together, gather your thoughts, recognize what's coming through your, your mindset, your thoughts that you're thinking, you know, about yourself. Okay. And so, and so as you look at that, then the word of God says, you shall know the truth 
and the truth shall set you free. Okay, so when you really look at what's going on and you recognize, okay, stop it. This has to stop. Now you come up with a plan to be able to deal with that inner critic. Okay, and so so first of all, you got to assess what is my inner critic talking about? What are, is it talking about the way I look? Is it talking about, you know, my accomplishments? You know, is, is it talking about, you know, how I compare myself to other people? Is it talking about, the, you know, my past failures and, 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 and making it seem like that's going to be my lot, that I can't accomplish anything and succeed in it? You know, so you have to take the time to listen, listen long enough to the inner critic to assess what, what what is it saying so that you can know how to come at it to shut it down, okay? And so, um, you know, and I'm reminded of the scripture in 2 Corinthians. We know it, y'all, but come on now. Knowing and doing, I tell my daughter this all the time, knowing and doing are two different things. You can know something all day long, but until you do it, come on, being a doer of the word, will you see the change that comes from doing it, Okay. So in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5, it says, For the weapons of our warfare, come on, Bible scholars, are not carnal, but mighty to God through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And you cannot be able to do that unless you really are understanding or listening to what's going on with your thoughts, your thought patterns, what the enemy is inciting in us through our inner critic. Okay. And so, um, so you have the ability to pull down those thoughts. Okay. And then you recognize, you know, this is the tactic of the enemy. You know, his tactic. Now, what do you do? You pull it down. Okay. You take authority over it. All right. Cause you've been listening long enough to hear what you're saying to recognize, okay, that's not God. That's not lining up with God's word. That's not good. That's not positive. That's not productive. Okay. And so, so then the next step connecting to, to what, you know, you stopping, you listening, and now you're going to examine it to see, okay, uh, is this what God would say about me? Would God say this about me? Would he say that I'm stupid? Would he say that I'm, I'm, I'm a dummy? Um, does God, you know, what does God say about my future? Does he say that you're going to fail? You know, we already know the answer. So why are we siding with those thoughts? Okay. Why are we listening to the inner critic? And so in 2 Corinthians 13, 5 through 6, it says, examine and test and evaluate your own self to see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. Test and prove yourself, not Christ. Do you not do you not yourself realize and know thoroughly by an ever-increasing experience that Jesus Christ is in you unless you are counterfeit, disapproved on trial and rejected? And we know we're not. But I hope you will recognize and know that we are not disapproved and on trial and rejected. So it's saying examine. So check it out. Look at it and say, okay, let's look at it. Let's when you examine something, you look at something, you 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 look at it from all sides. You know, is this uh, uh, okay for me to receive in my spirit? So you you test it, okay? Well, let's test it. Does that go along with I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Well, let's test it. Does that go along with 
uh, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever. Is it worthy? Is it praiseworthy? Is it full of virtue? You know, so so it's a quick litmus test to see, okay, is this thought that the enemy is trying to incite in me, is, is it, should I be thinking it, you know? And so we already know that. That is no, it's not, we shouldn't be thinking it. And a lot of times, you know, you know, what comes out of the mouth, it is based on what we've been thinking on, you know? And the thing about that inner critic, it, it doesn't just jab you once and then let you go. No, that inner critic would constantly jab you to the point where it will push you to say something. Okay. It will push you to say, I'm dumb. It will push you to say, I'm ugly. It will push you to say something out of your mouth. And when something is released out of our mouths, because we know the word of God says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we have power to create things, to cause things to come into existence with our words. So if our inner critic can keep jabbing us with, we're not good, we're, we're, we'll never be good enough, we're failure. And then if we can get it to get come out of our mouths, then, then we give life to that negativity and it causes itself to be like venom in everything that pertains to us. And so so we got to examine it. We got to we got to put the word of God, Philippians 4, 8, uh, Philippians 4, 13, you know, uh, um, you know, those things that are good, that those things that are just, those things that are lovely. The word of God that tells us that we are his handiwork. OK, so if we are his handiwork, are you telling me that God fearfully and wonderfully made junk, that God fearfully and wonderfully made failures? No way. No, he made us wonderful. He made us good. He made us glorious. He made us full of power. He made us full of potential. I mean, come on, we can go through all kinds of scripture. Jeremiah 29, 11, there are plans that he's thinking towards us, plans of good and not of evil to give us an expected end. So what is that expected end? Is that expected end for us to fail, for us to fall short? No. Do we fail? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we're going to fail. We're in this human body. It's prone to fail, but we can succeed if we keep going in him, if we don't give up, if we don't grow weary, because the Amplified Version tells us that we can grow weary and well-doing, you know? And so, um, so, so we keep confessing the word. We keep taking the word of God and recognizing that it, it gives us the power that we need to come out on top, okay? So, so stop, listen, and examine. Okay. And so the next thing is this, you know, we got to have an exchange. All right. You got to have an exchange because the enemy is constantly dishing out to us negativity. He's constantly dishing out to us mess and all kinds of things that come from the pit of hell. Are we going to just let him scoop that out and drop that in our laps and we be okay with it? No, it's not okay. And so there was an ultimate exchange when Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. He made an exchange for our sin, the sin that had destined us to hell, to damnation, to 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 sorrow, to 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 all the negativity that hell could muster up. Sin was on us, but Jesus Christ made an exchange. So all those things that he made in exchange for us for, we can't take it back. 
We can't just let the enemy drop it back in our laps. No, we've been redeemed. We've been set free. We've been delivered from these things. Hallelujah. And so even though it, the enemy may try to lay hold to us, uh, 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 defeat. No, we're not defeated. We're victorious. And so it may look like because we fell short of this. No, we shake it off and we get back in the game and we declare that we are victorious. Why? Because Jesus Christ has made us victorious. So you got to make that exchange. So when you make an exchange, you uh, what you're doing is you're receiving the grace that comes on your life. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 12, nine, the passion version. We're familiar with it because it talks about in the King James version that his grace is sufficient for us. And this is Paul that's talking. He's talking about, you know, he's recognizing that even though he's weak, he falls short, he's done things wrong, that he recognized that he it's the grace of God that comes in and pushes all that weakness aside and we become strong in it. So, you know, in the Passion Version, I love the way it says, it says, but he answered me. Um, and this is, this is what God is saying to Paul. And he said that my grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. Oh, there you go right there. There you go right there. God has set this thing up that the negativeness, the failures, everything that you fell short with, all the wrong, your weaknesses, he uses it, hallelujah, to cause you to be at your greatest. <laughs> Who can do that but God? And so he says, but my grace is always more than enough for you. My power finds its full expression through your weakness. So come on now, every single thing that you failed at, every single thing that you fell short of, every single thing that you did wrong, come on, gather it up and give it to him so that you can allow his full expression of his power to flow through your life. Hallelujah. So that's why you may have failed once. It don't matter because you can be victorious when you allow the full expression of his grace to be manifested in your life. And then it goes on to say, this is Paul. Then he says, so, so I will celebrate my weakness. When I'm weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living on the inside of me. So you fail the test. Okay. You fail the test, but come on now, give Jesus Christ an opportunity to allow his grace to go in there. He'll give you another chance. And you can get go get back in there and do better than what you did before. Glory to God. And um, and and Second Corinthians nine eight in the Passion it says, yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace. So it doesn't matter what type of grace you need, grace for relationships, grace for you know for for just how you feel about yourself, grace for your failures, grace for your insufficiency. It doesn't matter. He'll give you whatever kind you need. Hallelujah. He will overwhelm you. And then it goes on to say, so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. 
Oh my goodness. I go back to Romans 8 where it talks about, for God works all things out together for the good. So what the devil calls bad, what he planned for bad, God says, give it to me. I'm going to work it out together for the good. How does he do that? He releases his grace. And when his grace is released, hallelujah, it overcomes and overwhelms our weaknesses. And what happens? His power, his all-consuming power shows up. Glory to God. That's an exchange that you have to make. Glory to God. And so, so when that happens, you know, we we then we're able to 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 allow grace to come on board. All right. And we stop beating ourselves up for every wrong thing that we do. We allow ourselves to be forgiven because, hey, there's no perfect people in this world. I don't know who told you that lie. All right. And I don't know why you're driven to try to be somebody that you can never be but just be who God created you to be with the, with the kinky hair, with the long toes, with the funny looking nose, with the, with the plumpy plump body. It doesn't matter. Be who God created you to be. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so, you know, so, 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 so when we make that exchange, hallelujah, then we put the enemy to flight. We, we silence the inner critic. And so, you know, the other thing is this, because we know that the devil, he don't just come one time knocking at your door, you know, and just say, oh, you know, she rebuked me. Oh, uh, go around, you know, turn around like a, a puppy with the tail tucked behind the, his legs and, and yipping and crying. No, he'll, he'll go and get even more demonic power to see if he can come another way. But we're not scared. We're not afraid. Why? Because if God be for us, who can be against us? Greater is he that is on the inside of us than he that's in this world. So the next thing, you know, that powerful force of grace when we make that exchange, the next thing that is just as powerful is our ability to decree, our ability to open up our mouths. Instead of us opening up our mouths and declaring what the enemy has incited in us that we're failure, that we'll never be good for anything or what somebody has, um, you know, through our, uh, you know, through us being, you know, uh, growing up, we, what we heard constantly and over and over and over again. And, and those voices of maybe our parents or our teachers or the bully or whoever said that we're going to be this or we'll never be that. And, and we're bad and we're this and we're that and we're ugly. All those voices that the enemy has used to become our inner critic. No, you can silence it. OK, through the grace that I've already explained the exchange. But then you got to take it a step further because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So there's not just what you hear from somebody else because we've already recognized that you can get faith that you're a failure because you're hearing it constantly over and over again. But then again, when we become our own worst enemy, then we're constantly hearing it within ourselves. And then if we go a step further and declare what the enemy has been saying to us, then it's almost a wrap that we become defeated. But we can reverse that. So when we declare by stop saying negative things about ourselves, negative things about our hair, physical appearance, whatever, negative things about our accomplishments, negative things about ourselves compared to somebody else, you know, all of those things, you know. And so in Job 22, 28, it says, thou shalt also decree a thing 
and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. So when we declare a thing and we decree a thing, it's going to be established. So we have death and life in the power of our tongue. That is what God has given us. I mean, come on. And when he gave power to, to Adam to name the animals, I mean, there are still things that are being discovered that have names and different things that Adam named all of this because he gave the ability, the power to decree things out of his mouth and it carried weight with it. And we have that same ability. We have that same power that we when we, when we release something, when we say, I can do all things, especially when you echoing, when you releasing the word of God, oh my goodness, because the word of God is quick and powerful within itself. But then when you release the power of the tongue and it's aligned with the word of God, the devil has to back up and he has to flee. And it puts to, puts to death the inner critic that's been speaking. Do you say it one time? No, no. You keep on decreeing and declaring a thing. So you don't just say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me one time. No, you keep saying it because one, just as much as the in, the inner critic keeps coming, every time he comes, you shut it down. You shut it down by the truth of the word and you shut it down by saying the very opposite of what he's telling you. And you get the very opposite of what the inner critic is telling you by getting in the word of God and finding out what it says about you. Hallelujah. The truth. When you know the truth, you silence the enemy. When you know the truth, the inner critic cannot uh, keep at you. You put him to rap. Okay. You, you, you shut him down. Okay. And so that's what you have to do, you know, for that inner critic. So come on, let's review. Let's review. All right. So we stop. Okay. You got to, got to recognize no more of this. Stop. You got to listen to what's coming at you and assess, listen, only long enough to, to come up with your plan to know what you need to do, to recognize, is this God or is it not God? Okay, does it line up with God's word or does it not? So you examine the next step, okay? So you examine, okay, so so what's going on? Okay, where are these thoughts coming from? Okay, did it come from my past? Okay, so then you need to break those ties. You need to re- renounce the, the the things that 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 have tried to hold on you according to your past. You may need to forgive. You may need to release whatever those people that may have 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 constantly spoken over your life. But nonetheless, you have to shut it down. Okay, by you recognizing and examining, and then the exchange. We talked about the exchange. You got to receive his grace in order to 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 really take on uh, uh, the ability to 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 move forward, even in your weaknesses. OK, we are we are in this human body. It's weak compared to the power of God. OK, so but how do we gain that power is through the exchange by receiving his grace. Amen. And so having grace for yourself, receiving that grace for yourself. And then we talked about declare. Now, listen, the last step, which is the sixth step is repeat, do it over and over and over again. Okay. So even if the inner critic is not telling you, you know, you're this, you're that, you can't do this. No, you continue to, to, to declare what the word of God is. You continue to, to exchange and take his grace. You don't stop. You be relentless 
and repeating over and over again his exchange, receiving his grace, examining, because we have to examine ourselves every single day because we want to make sure that what is coming in our being is lined up with the word of God, okay? So I pray that you've been encouraged about this. You did, Look, you got what you need to silence the inner critic, so stop it. So don't let the inner critic do this anymore. Don't, get the, don't allow him to gain any more ground. Shut it down in the name of Jesus. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.org.